Amen and amen. Amen. Good morning, Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning to you all. How are we doing this morning? We're doing okay? We're doing okay? Amen. Glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And uh, we've come here to worship the Lord in the spirit and the truth this morning. Amen. Amen. So if you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in our opening hymn, hymn 610, hymn 610, hymn 610, the joy of the Lord, hymn 610, the joy of the Lord, hymn 610, hymn 610. Continue to work in us each and every day uh, to draw us closer to you, Lord. We ask that uh, you would be with any who may be here today that do not know you as their Lord and Savior, Lord. We just pray that they, too, would make that choice. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank yes. you for our salvation through yes. your son, Jesus. We just pray that you would bless the singing. We pray that you bless the preaching. We pray that you would fill Brother Marco with, your, with the power of your Holy Spirit today, Lord, that we would hear from you. We just ask, Lord, that hearts would be changed, hearts would be saved, Lord, and we just ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. If you will remain standing, we'd like for you to turn to hymn 500, hymn 500. Bye. 
not for weight of glory, not for crown and palm. Enter we the army, raise the warrior psalm, but for love that claimeth, lies for whom he died. He who Jesus nameth must seated. Thank you. 
Amen, amen. Thank God I am free. If you would stand with us and turn in your hymnals to hymn number 470. Hymn number 470, I have decided to follow Jesus. Brother Yule, you come lead us. Amen, amen. Central Park Baptist Church. We're glad that you're here this morning. Uh, we want to welcome our visitors. If you're a first-time visitor here and you did not receive a visitor card, if you'd slide your hand up, pull it up there just for a moment, a first-time visitor did not get a visitor card, our ushers will get you one right away. Fill that card out. At the end of the service, I will be outside in the foyer in front of a desk, and behind that it says, Welcome. And I have a gift bag for you, and I'll exchange that visitor card for a gift bag. Amen. We're awful glad that you came today and thank you for being a part of the Central Park Baptist Church today. Today is September 11th, the 21st anniversary of September 11th. It's amazing that 21 years have gone by already. That's almost a generation has been brought up that after 9-11. But I hope that you'll remember and pray for those families that lost loved ones. Pray for our country that we don't have this happen anymore. Amen. I'm not sure we're safer now than we were then, but I know this. God is as powerful right now as he's always been, and I can depend on him. Amen. I want to thank everybody for the birthday gifts and the birthday cards and the birthday party last week. Thank you so much. I didn't expect that, and I appreciated it very much. Amen. Don't forget we got a work day coming up this Saturday, this Saturday morning at about 1030 when we return from soul winning, which is at 930, soul winning, 930 in the morning, Saturday morning. After so morning, bring some change of clothes with you. Yeah. I, that's what I'm going to do. Right. And we've got some work to do out in our storage area. we got a fence up there, and we're going to uh, do some work on that fenced area. We're going to cut some branches down, yeah. trim some trees, do some work back there to continue to clean that out so we can store our 
our new bus in there. Amen. And we need to keep it out of the weather. We need to keep it in good condition. Amen. We want to get it out from underneath the heat. So that's the first step. The step after that is to build a little uh, structure to park it under. But in the meantime, we still got to get it cleaned out so we can park it there. Amen. Right. So we'll be doing that at night at 1030 in the morning. Ladies and, women, uh, ladies and gentlemen are both welcome to come and help as we uh, clean out that area. If you have any questions uh, on church cleaning, if we want to help Miss Mallory on church cleaning, you see Miss Mallory after the service, and she, will, uh, uh, she can always use our help. Amen. Uh, like I said, soul warning at 930 in the morning on Saturday morning. And then um, on November 11th, I know it's a little bit forward in our t- for, for time right now, but you might want to mark your calendar on, on November 11th. That's a Friday night. Uh, if you're a fan of Patch the Pirate or Ron Hamilton, they will be in town in Fort Worth at Fort Worth Baptist Church. Uh, he'll be there at, they will be there at uh, 6 p.m. Uh, pardon me, he won't be there, but they'll be there. His wife is supposed to, she's scheduled to be there. Now, I don't know if you know Brother Ron Hamilton, but he's got dementia now and he's bedridden with dementia, uh, very weak, but he has written over 150 songs that people sing on a regular basis in churches everywhere and he has written as many songs all together as fanny crosby wrote in her lifetime and so they'll be here it's a wonderful help if you've never heard patch the pirate and you need more information on him uh, i'm happy to talk to you but there's many people here that raise their children on patch the pirate material and i'm sure they're happy to help you as well don't forget to mark your calendars for october 12th through 16th it's our it's our missions conference we're one week away from surpassing our goal for 2021 amen we'll have conquered that goal probably after this morning's offering so um i want to encourage you to be a part of our missions conference we have some things printed out front uh they're on the counters out front and the tables uh we have a few of them we'll have more coming it's a little uh, threefold uh, information about our missions conference, about what we do, what it means, what is faith promise. This will help you understand it. Why do we do faith promise? This will help you understand it. And so I want to encourage you, if you haven't gotten one of these, uh, there are some. There's about 15 out there right now. And we'll have more and more every week as we get there. And there will be another booklet that comes out that tells you about each of our missionaries and so on like that that we're looking at. That'll be here during that time. That'll be out here in another week or two, I believe. All right. That's our announcements for today. We're glad that you're here. There are a lot of announcements I didn't cover that are in the bulletin. Amen. Out in the foyer is a bulletin. I'd encourage you to pick that up and take a look at that because we do have a a yard sale coming up. If you want to be in the yard sale, sign up out uh, in the foyer. There's a, um, we've got a lot of things that are going on. So I want to encourage you to get a bulletin and check those things out. All right. I want to have our offering now. I want to encourage you to give unto our Lord, so we're going to pray and take our offering, okay? Father, thank you so much for taking care of us, for giving us the privilege and the honor to carry our tithes and offerings to the church building and then to give it to you. It's a real honor. You don't take it from us like the government takes our taxes. You trust us. It's an investment in heaven every time we give. We're investing in eternity, in the lives of boys and girls and men and women, not just here but around the world through our missions and all the things our church does. So thank you for the privilege of allowing us to give to you what you've given to us. We pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. 
Amen. If you have an offering, bring it up at this time. If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 632, hymn 632, He Loves Me, hymn 632. dismissed for junior church fifth grade and under you are now dismissed for junior church uh the korean ministry is also dismissed uh to go to their uh class as well amen fifth grade and under you are now dismissed for junior church amen as we continue with verse four are we ready here we go verse four Thus might I hide my blushing face while his dear cross appears. Dissolve my heart in thankfulness and melt mine eyes to tears. He loves me, he loves me, he loves me, this I know. He gave himself to die for me because. 
so but drops of greed but drops of greed can never repay the debt of love I owe dear Lord I give myself away tis all that I can do he loves me he loves me he loves me this I know he gave himself to die for me because he loves me so amazing grace amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me i once was lost but now i'm found was blind but now i see he loves me he loves me he loves me this i know this time. Judge, turn my way. It looks like you're guilty. Now, what do you say? I spoke up, Your Honor. I have no defense, but that's when mercy walked in. Felt born again. That moment, 
I appreciate you stepping in and doing that for us this morning. Take your Bible, if you would, please. Pastor is out of town. Pastor and Mrs. White are, are uh, uh, relaxing with some other pastors and some pastor's wives, uh, having a fellowship and being out with them uh, this, past, this next week. So please pray for them. That will be a good, enjoyable time. And until then, you got a substitute. Amen? Amen. The B team is here. Amen? Amen. And so... Uh, uh, I would have I would be the A team if I had a mohawk, but I don't. So that's just for you who are old. Amen. All right, take your Bible, Psalm number one hundred and thirty-six. Let's all stand in reverence and respect as you look for that. Psalm number one hundred and thirty-six. It's in the Old Testament to help you. If you get the Proverbs, back up one book. Amen. It's right there. If you find Psalms, it's about no near, a little past the middle. Amen. Psalm 136, there are uh, uh, 26 verses. We're going to read all of them today because they're short verses, amen? And you'll see a pattern established really quick, amen? Psalm number 136, we'll start with verse number one. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who is alone doth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. And the sun to rule by day, for his mercy endureth forever. And the moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that smote Egypt in their firstborn, for his mercy endureth forever. And brought out Israel from among them, for his mercy endureth forever. With a strong hand and with a stretched out arm, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which divideth the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endureth forever. And made Israel to pass through in the midst of it, for his mercy endureth forever. And overthrew Pharaoh and his hosts in the Red Sea, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that leadeth his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endureth forever. To him which smote great kings, for his mercy endureth forever. And slew famous kings, for his mercy endureth forever. Salome, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endureth forever. And Og, and the king of Bashan, for his mercy endureth forever. And gave their lands for an heritage, for his mercy endureth forever. Even a heritage unto Israel his servant, for his mercy endureth forever. Who remembered us in our lowest state, for his mercy endureth forever. And hath redeemed us of our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever. Who gave food to all flesh. For his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven. For his mercy endureth forever. Do you notice a little pattern there? Do you notice a few words that keep being repeated over and over again? I want to talk to you on this subject this morning. Are you ready? 
His mercy endureth forever. Amen. Father, thank you for what we're about to learn from your word. Now, Holy Spirit, the best way I know how, I yield myself to you right now. And I ask you to flow through me to your people, that your people would hear your truth from your word and not see a man or look at a man, but you. And that you would give us something from your word this morning that will help us as we go through this week to do our very best for you to walk in your truth and in your light. So I ask that you fill our, our congregation this morning with the power of your Holy Spirit as they hear with ears of the Spirit. And then, Lord, I ask if there's someone here today that does not know for sure if they died right now, that they'd go straight to heaven when, I die, that when they died. I ask that today would be the day that they would receive you as Savior, please. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. The 26 times in Psalm 136, we find those beautiful words, His mercy endureth forever. One of the most comprehensive statements regarding the nature of God himself and all that he does and throughout all the scripture it, we find in those words, for his mercy endureth forever. The word endureth means nothing can stop it. It means, it comes from a Greek word which means to conquer. It means his mercy conquereth forever. Well, that's pretty cool when you think about it that way. His mercy conquereth forever. What's it conquer? Everything. For his mercy endureth forever. We saw all those things in, in Psalm uh, 136, all 26 verses, things that are conquered because his mercy endureth forever. The thought of mercy and of God's just kindness to you and me just overwhelmed me this week. On Thursday morning, I woke up and I was reading some of these verses and it just kept speaking to my heart about God's mercy, God's mercy, God's mercy, God's mercy. We need mercy. We need to have mercy in everything that goes on. And so I started, I took down my Bible, my concordance, and I started going through looking for all sorts of verses that said about God's mercy enduring forever. So this morning, we're going to look at some of that. And I want to help you to understand that there's nothing in your life that God cannot conquer because his mercy endureth forever. There's nothing that you cannot overcome because his mercy endureth forever. What are you struggling with this morning? Each of us have different things. All of us have things that we wish we could do better, improve upon, or areas where we're just flat weak. And we need God's help. And what I see this morning is that wherever I struggle with sin, his mercy goes deeper than my sin. Are you away from God? His mercy is right there where you are right now. Are you, are you living a life that you feel maybe not counting for anything? His mercy goes beyond there and can help your life to count. It doesn't matter how deep you've fallen in the sin or those things where you've gotten involved with. His mercy is sufficient for you for his mercy endureth forever. 
It doesn't matter how far you strayed, his mercy goes even further. A man was on trial for his life, and he was extremely nervous. He was trembling, he was so nervous, and the judge looked over at him and said, now look here, fella, don't be so nervous. You're going to get justice. And the man looked at the judge and said, I'm not interested in justice, judge. What I need is mercy. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I need. Mm -hmm. And that's what you need. We need mercy. In Romans chapter 1, in Romans chapter 1 and verse 7, you don't have to turn there. I'm going to read a portion of that verse to you. It says, grace and peace be unto you. When the the Jews uh, met someone in the street, they'd say either peace or shalom. They still do that in Palestine today. They still say shalom. Uh, When you met a fellow on the street where I came from, you always said hi. It's the same type of thing. I come from an old form of background. Of course, that's what happens when you're aged. And, uh, And when I grew up, not only did you greet everybody with a smile, but every time somebody drove down your street, you'd wave. And you'd smile. And you'd say hello. When someone would come and visit your house, you'd go outside with them to the car. And then as they would drive away, you'd stand in the yard or the driveway, and you'd wave to them until they could not be seen anymore. Amen? That was the way America was. That's how I grew up in America. And that's the same kind of thing that is talking about here with Shalom. It's, it's a way of greeting people, making them feel comfortable. But in Romans, we see that they greet the Romans in verse uh, 7 with grace and peace. Why? Because no one has peace until first you have grace. Grace brings pre- peace not only to your heart and to your life, but grace brings peace between you and God. I have no peace there until I receive Christ as my Savior. I can't bring peace here. Only grace can bring that peace to me. In Romans, we see then grace and peace. Because you don't have one without, you can't have peace until you have grace. In 1 Corinthians, it starts off with grace and peace be unto you. It also says that in the beginning of 2 Corinthians. In Galatians, it starts out with grace and peace unto you. In Ephesians, it starts out with grace and peace unto you. In Philippians, it starts out with grace and peace unto you. In Colossians, it starts out with grace and peace unto you. In First and Second Thessalonians, they book, both books start with grace and peace unto you. I laughed when I thought about how often this was said as I was researching for this morning's message. How often... This is said, how we need that. But then I came to Timothy. Timothy says something just a little different. Timothy wrote, grace, mercy, and peace unto you. And then I read in Titus, grace, mercy, and peace unto you. And then I read... Other places where it says grace and mercy unto you. So in the church of Galatia, they said grace and peace. Because when the Lord gave us those books, he is writing to the churches. 
But when First and Second Timothy and other pastoral gospels, he's writing to an individual. And when it comes to an individual's life, we don't just need grace and mercy or grace and peace. We need grace, mercy, and peace. I thought that was an astounding truth to to realize. That as an individual, when I talk to a group, okay, grace and, 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 and peace, that's good. Right. But i got to have mercy. An individual must have mercy. Dear Lord, please do not judge me according to what I deserve. I need mercy, and so do you. So when God is speaking to us individually, I was amazed to find every time it's grace, mercy, and peace unto you. Mercy is an interesting word. Mercy means this, a kindness undeserved or unexpected. A compassionate treatment, especially for those who's under another's power. It means clemency. It means a compassionate treatment of those who are in distress. That's what I need. Sin distresses me. Doesn't sin distress you? Man, sometimes I'm going around and I say to myself, well, how dumb can you be? You just said that, da, 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 or you just acted that, da, 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 or I just thought blah, blah, blah. Man, what is wrong with me? Anybody else in that boat? Someone else lives in that same shoes I live in? Don't you wish you could take off them shoes? The only way I know how to take them shoes off is by looking for mercy. If As much as I want to be perfect all the time, I'm married, and my wife has a list of all the things that I do wrong, and if we rolled it out, it'd go all the way down the auditorium and out the door. Because we're all human. And humans, we must have mercy. We must have mercy. None of us deserves to go to heaven. None of us deserve to have God's blessing in our life. All of us must have mercy. Then I found... Lamentations, chapter 2, I'm sorry, chapter 3 and verse 23, chapter 3 and verse 23, and it says this, thy mercies are new every morning. Why does the Lord say it's new every morning? When I looked at my life, I said, I would understand if he said the mercies are new every evening. Because in the evening is the time that we all get to find, finally stop doing everything we've been doing, sit down or lay down and realize all the things we did through the day. All those mean things we had done that we shouldn't have done, I need mercy after that. All the things that upset us as we went through the day, I need mercy after that. Amen? All the, things that, all the temper tantrums that we flew into as we went through the day, I need mercy from that. Why doesn't it say... In the evening, every evening, thy mercies are new. It's in the evening. I say to the Lord, Lord, this is how I acted today. I really shouldn't have been that way. Please help me to do better tomorrow. Please give me strength to do better tomorrow. But then it does say, his mercies are new every morning. And I thought about that. And I asked the Holy Spirit to help me understand that. And here's what I thought about. Now, you can disagree with this if you like, and that's okay. You're wrong about other things. You can be wrong about this, too. I was thinking about this. You ever dream 
and get angry at somebody in your dream? Do you ever have an argument with your spouse in a dream and wake up in a bad mood because you want to kill them for what they did in the dream? And you look over them and they say to you, oh, are you okay? You know what you did wrong. I was sleeping. What could I have done? Oh, you know. Do you ever have horrible dream at nighttime and you wake up in a fright? I think that's why he says his mercies are new every morning. Because I've gone through the whole day and all that sleep and all those dreams. You know, those dreams where you just reach up and touch somebody gently. Or you can tell the Lord, hey, Lord, I don't know what happened to them. I think they died of smallpox somewhere. And we need his help. Because now all that's gone. And a brand new day has dawned for us. And his mercies are there to greet us as we begin that day. It's a wonderful thing to think about that his mercies are new every morning. Then I saw, found in Psalm 19, it says this, Cleanse me from my secret faults, O Lord. And I just kind of ran across that verse. As I was studying, and I said, it didn't say his mercies endureth forever, but it did say this here. And I thought about that. What does that mean? What does that mean, cleanse me from my secret faults? Are secret faults those things that, that uh, we do wrong that other people don't know about? I don't think so. The psalmist said, Lord, forgive me of my sins more than forgive me the sins that nobody else knows about. He didn't say that. It's more than that. It's cleansed me from the sin that I don't even know that I'm doing. There's many times that I go through a day and realize I don't even know what sins I've done. And there's times I say to myself, what is it? I don't know. When you get to be my age and you get to be some of the ages of those here in the auditorium this morning, we don't quite remember everything we did 15 minutes ago that, <laughs> like we did 15 minutes ago. Amen? We don't remember what we did last night, let alone what we did today. And I don't mean that badly. It's just life goes on and we don't catch it. And there's all sorts of things in our heart, in our mind, in our life. In our actions, we don't even realize that I need the Lord to help me with. So he says, cleanse me from my secret faults, O Lord. And I believe the reason he said that was because his mercies are new every day. And as I cleanse myself from that secret sin, now today I can grasp on the mercy as I begin my day, and he'll be merciful, helpful. He, he, what does mercy mean? Kind to an undeserving, unexpected one. Amen? I don't deserve that. Compassionate treatment when I've not been compassionate. Loving when I've not been loving. Kind when I've not been kind. He's charitable towards me when I've not been charitable. Compassionate towards me when I don't des deserve his compassion, compassion and treatment. And he's lifted me up out of my distress and set my feet upon a rock. Because his mercy is new every day. When I think of the fact that the, nurse, the mercies are new every morning, great is thy faithfulness is how the verse goes. It says, thy mercies are new every morning, great is thy faithfulness. I think preachers need mercy. Deacons need mercy. School teachers need mercy. Doctors need mercy. Lawyers need mercy. Presidents need mercy. 
Senators need mercy. Congressmen need mercy. Factory workers need mercy. Salespeople need mercy. Office workers, workers need mercy. Retired people need mercy. Restaurant workers need mercy. Truck drivers need mercy. Store clerks need mercy. Construction workers need mercy. Computer programmers need mercy. Those who work on computers need mercy. Anybody who has anything to do with computers needs a lot of mercy. Mothers need mercy. Fathers need mercy. Children need mercy. All of us are joined hands with our Lord saying, His mercy endureth forever. And as David had said, His mercies endureth. Conquer everything today. No. This week. New week. First day of the week. No. This month. No. Forever. I'm so glad it's forever. It's not just temporary. I got to thinking about different events where the people of Israel would say, His mercy endureth forever. The temple was destroyed. Uh, Israel was taken away captive into Babylon for 70 years, and uh, they, were, they left their homes. They lived in other places. They left all their things. Their cities were burned and destroyed. Their temple had been destroyed, and for 70 homesick years, lonely years, they lived away from their home. The Bible even says that they didn't even play their harps. They hung them up on the side, got them out of the way. They wouldn't sing of the praises of joy until God burdened the heart of Zerubbabel and he returned to build the, tab- the temple. And in Ezra chapter 3 and verse 11, it, sa- it tells us how God's people came from near and far and laid the foundations to rebuild their home. And in Ezra chapter 3 and verse 11, it says this, and they sang together by course in praising, giving thanks unto the Lord because he is good. For his mercy endureth forever towards Israel. And all the people shouted with great shout. And they praised God because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Surely for 70 years, this temple being destroyed, this people being in captivity. Maybe you would have thought his mercy had run out. They're foreigners. They've been dragged away from where they lived, where their heritage had been. Be like being dragged from here to Russia and having to live in Russia for 70 years and think to yourself, would America ever be back to normal? And then suddenly God sends somebody back and we start to rebuild the nation that God gave us here in the United States of America. And we would say too, his mercy endureth. Stop and think how sinful you and I are and how his mercy has forgiven our sins. Stop and think of the attitude that we've had this week and sometimes yet his mercy is there for us to help us, to strengthen us, to forgive us, to guide us. We can't forget the harsh words what we said when we should have been quiet, but we can rely on the fact his mercy endureth forever. 
we're guilty of envy and covetousness and jealousy and impatience without being long-suffering. I don't like being long-suffering. I like to be short-tempered. <laughs> without being long-suffering. Yet our dear Lord looks down from heaven and says to you and I, his mercy endureth forever. In Psalm 107, in verse number 1, it tells us again, his mercy endureth forever. In, the, in Psalm 136, which we read, we see the seas were parted for his mercy endureth forever. And Pharaoh's armies were, were drowned for his mercies endureth forever. All these things that God did for Israel, and he was reminding them over and over, no matter what you've been through, no matter what's going on in your life, listen, it doesn't matter what happened. His mercy endureth forever. It's always there. It conquers every foe. It conquers every sin. It conquers every mistake. It conquers everything we did on purpose. And said to ourselves, I wish I hadn't done that. But he conquers that. Why? Because his mercy endureth forever. And Psalm 106 and verse number 1 says, Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, we like saying God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. We had that hanging up in our church building for years here. Amen? We like saying that. What more important, though, is after he says that, he says, but his mercies endureth forever. Psalm 107 and verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Hey, that sounds familiar. For his mercy endureth forever. In Psalm number 118 and verse number 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Because his mercy endureth forever. He just doesn't leave it hanging there. There's a reason that God is good. He's good because he has mercy on us who deserve no mercy. He has kindness to us who intentionally did wrong. Who intentionally did those things. Intentionally went there and acted that way. Intentionally committed that sin. Intentionally told that lie. Intentionally lost our temper. Intentionally didn't read our Bible this week. Intentionally didn't pray this week. Intentionally didn't go soul winning this week. Intentionally doing things, yet he says to you and I, his mercy endureth forever. Over and over again, the psalmist reminds us that his mercy endureth forever. I wanted to jump up and down when I started reading how many times he said that. I was excited. Good night. If there's anybody that needs mercy, this, this knucklehead right here, but he needs all the mercy he can get. Listen, I don't bring dignity to anything, let alone to the pastorate. Amen? But I'm just glad that he has mercy on me, that he is kind towards me, that he's gentle towards me. I don't deserve any of it, but he is to me, to me. No, not nobody else would care. He cares when nobody else would love. He loves when nobody else wants to speak to me. He wants to speak to me. Why? His mercy endureth forever. Man, that's exciting. Man, I got thrilled. Woo! I said, I'm glad I'm saved. I don't know how this world could go out and through the light that it's going through without knowing that God's mercy endureth forever. Not a week, not a day, not a month, not a year, not a decade. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Woo! That's good stuff, Maynard. That's good stuff. 
I'm so glad his mercy endureth forever. God loves people like you and I because his mercy endureth forever. He forgives people like you and I. Why? Because his mercy endureth forever. He uses people like you and I. Why? Because his mercy endureth forever. And you can come to Jeremiah 33 and verse 11. Jeremiah 33 and verse 11. Not, not Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me. This is different. Verse 11 says, the voice of joy and the voice of gladness and the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride and the voice of them that say, praise the Lord of hosts for the Lord is good. Are you ready? For his mercy endureth forever and of them that shall bring the sacrifice of praise unto the house of the Lord for I will cause to return the captivity of the land at the first saith the Lord so Jeremiah here he's excited he understands what's happened here he understands God really is good it's been hard maybe you've had a hard week Maybe you've had a hard month. Maybe you've had a hard year. Things aren't going the way that you really need them to go or would like them to go. But God's still good. You had that job interview that didn't get you that job you wanted. But God's still good. He got something better for you. Why? Because his mercy endureth forever. Do you know that God will be mercy, merciful to you and I as long as we live? It never ends. When you're young, then people get old, and you say to yourself, I'm not sure, what have I done with my life? What have I, have I really been a blessing to others? And this does happen to everybody as you age. You start to question, what has my life counted? I may, may I say to you? His mercy endureth forever. It's counted. Maybe we don't all understand it. We're never going to understand it until we get there and see all the things that God has used us as a part of. But I promise you, one thing that he promises you and me, that his mercy endureth forever. People in the early 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s, when most of you wonder what death will be like. I'll tell you what it's like. Are you ready? The mercy of the Lord will be there for you as you go through whatever you're going to go through. As you go through the valley of the shadow of death. Yes, yes, when the Lord has someone sitting by our bedside waiting for us to go home for the Lord, as I walk through that valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because his mercy is there forever. 
It says, oh, when you come into the valley of shadow of death, his mercy will endure forever. When cancer eats up your body, as some of you are going through this morning, his mercy will endure forever. When you cross the chilly Jordan banks to go into your presence of the Lord, his mercy will be there there for you. When you see him face to face as you're in between this world and that, his mercy will endure forever. When you rise to meet him in the air, his mercy will be there forever. When you come back to earth with him on on the horse... during the time of revelation and you get on that horse, his mercy will be enduring there forever. When we walk through the gates of pearl under the streets of gold, his mercy endureth forever. When we've been with him 10 million years, his mercy will endure forever. That means no matter what happens or where you go or what you've done, his mercy is there and will always be there for his mercy endureth forever. In the future, God may allow some squealing breaks the burning of rubber on pavement, the crashing of steel, bodies hurtling into the culvert or on the side of the road. And great damage may happen to someone whom we know and love dearly. It may be that God will allow you to lie there for a little while wondering if you're going to live or die. Does God have a wheelchair in your future? Will you be able to survive? But I will tell you one thing. While you're going through that, his mercy endures forever. I'm just trying to say in every aspect of life, because we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't even know what the rest of today holds. This whole last 18 months in the United States of America has been absolutely a wild time. We don't know what's happening or what's going to happen. But I can promise you this, his mercy endureth forever. Maybe God will allow pressures to come in your life that seem that you cannot endure, but his mercy will be there. You cannot get outside of his mercy. You cannot go into the depth of the sea so deep that there is no mercy there. The higher you go, the higher his mercy goes. You may stumble into a tavern and give up your life and, uh, for your, for, uh, and virtue for, for one drink. But may I tell you, his mercy endureth forever. You may, uh, why? Because, that, because he's promised it to you and I. He loves you. God's mercy goes beyond our deepest sin, beyond our loneliest hours, beyond uh, everything because his mercy endures forever. You recall a story about uh, 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 two men came to the temple in the New Testament to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other a publican. The Pharisee says, I'm thankful I'm not like that man over there, that publican, that sinner. I'm glad I'm not. Listen, here's what I've done. And then the publican, he's on his knees, smoothing his breast. Lord, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Why? Because he knew God's mercy endureth forever. This morning, God would, would save any person in this room who would look up to him and say, God, I know I'm a sinner and I can't save myself. I want to go to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. I'm going to trust you as my Savior. And he would save you just that fast. How do I know that? Well, I know that because his mercy endureth forever. But more importantly, I know it because of this. In Ephesians chapter 2, and verses 4 through 9, it says these words. But God, who is rich in mercy, 
That's where it all starts. God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us, even when we are dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. That he hath raised us up together, made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Because God's mercy reaches down to you and I this morning, his mercy that endureth forever, he is able to extend to you and I grace, the grace to receive Christ as our Savior, What does that mean, Brother Marco? That means this, that I can't pay for my sin debt. There's nothing you and I can do to overcome our sin. It's done. We've done it. We're guilty. And the Bible tells us the wages of sin is death. That death is in hell. For for Revelation 21 and 8, but the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderer and the whoremonger and the sorcerer and idolater and all liars... Uh-oh, got me right there. All liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Yeah. So there's a second death. It's for those who don't know Christ as their Savior. That second death is in hell. That wage of sin is death in hell forever. Unfortunately, I can't get out of it myself. So I look up to heaven and I say, dear Lord, I can't, forget, I can't get rid of my sins. I am guilty. I know I, that's what I deserve. I deserve to go to hell. And by the way, there's nobody in this building today, in my personal opinion, that deserves to go to hell as much as I do. See, I know me. You only know what you see in me. But I know me. And I deserve hell. But by grace, something I do not deserve. Because his mercy endureth forever. He looks down from heaven and says, I know you can't save yourself, so I sent my son Jesus Christ. And he died on the cross, was buried and rose again from the dead for your sin. And by mercy and grace as a gift, I give it to you. So, we're going to illustrate it and we're going to stop. God says he has a gift for us. That gift is heaven. That's not a very good gift, but that one's not too bad. Let's see. You look like you could use some help, the poor man over here. Come on over here, Brother Andreas. Brother Andreas, I have a gift for you today. It's this $5 bill. Amen? Abraham Lincoln. Amen? But there's three parts to a gift. There's the gift... There's the giver of the gift and the receiver. Now, what's they have to do to get this gift? Come stand up here so everybody can see your beautiful face. Smile out there so everybody. Don't he look like his kids? (laughs) Yeah, that's all right. (laughs) So I say to Brother Andreas, I want to give you this. And here's what most of us do. Nah, I don't need that. No, thank you. Notice his hand's out and he's ready to take it any moment now. (laughs) <laughs> I need that. I need gas, right? This will get you a gallon, maybe. And so uh, I say, this is a gift. It's a free gift. 
Now, if, if I say, you've got to go shine my shoes for me, that's a job. I'm paying him for that. If I said, uh, Brother Andreas, you've got to go take my clothes to the dry cleaner and wait for them to be done and bring them back to me, that's a job. I'm paying him for that. But I say to Brother Andreas, Andreas, I just want to give you this money right here. Here you go. And what would you do? Well, what did you just do now? You took it. Did you ask for it? Did you do anything for it? Were you good enough to get it? Were you cute enough to get it? This maybe. <laughs> you got Your wife says you're cute. <laughs> she got that from my wife. <laughs> so we look at him, and he took the gift. What did it cost you? Nothing. Nothing. God has a gift. That gift is Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. God is the giver. We are the receiver. All we have to do is he offers it to us is receive it. Once we receive it, it becomes whose? Ours. Whose is that? Who's, that's yours. See you later. Have a good day. It's, no, Don, it's your gift. Get, it's a gift. It wouldn't be a gift if you gave it back. That's right. That's right. That's right. We've got to help everybody we can. Amen. That's a gift. Thank you, Brother Andreas. It's a gift. That's what God has for you and me. The gift of heaven. Because... His mercy endureth forever. If you're here this morning and you've never received that gift, I surely would love for you to get it today. I would be happy to show you how you can receive that gift for free. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves, not of works, not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works. Yes. Lest any man should boast. See, because if we did it, I know me. I'd be up in heaven going, yeah, you know why I'm up here? Uh, let me tell you all the good things I did to get up here. Right, right, right. That's how we would be. And right. all of us would be braggarts. Yeah. But God isn't looking for a braggart. Mm -hmm. He's looking for us to humble ourselves before him. Mm -hmm. Realize that we need his mercy mm -hmm. and receive him as our Savior. Father, thank you for the simple truth that we've learned today. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you could, would do what I cannot do and help us to understand so that one day when we awake in heaven in his likeness to be with you forever around your throne, it'll be because by faith we received your gift of grace because your mercy endured forever in our life. Please, Lord, if there's someone here that does not know you as Savior, that today would be the day they'd receive you as Savior. Maybe there's someone here today that's struggling with some kind of sin, an issue in their life. Maybe it's not even a sin. Maybe it's just a simple issue, something they're trying to get solved, and they need your help. Help them to understand that your mercy endureth forever. Maybe some folks are looking, going through some difficult times, maybe with health or in other areas of their life, maybe financially or maybe emotionally. Help us to know that we can depend on you because your mercy endureth forever. Please, Holy Spirit, have your way during this invitation time while heads are bowed and eyes are closed and no one's looking around. How many say today, Brother Marco, pray for me. I need God's mercy in my life. There's something I need to have the Lord take care of. Please, Brother Marco, pray for me that I'll let God's mercy endureth forever in my life. Pray for me, Brother Marco. Would you slip your hand up, hold it up nice and high just for a few moments? 
and then set it down. Thank you. you. May put your hands down. How many say this morning, Brother Mark, well, if I die right now, I have no doubt I would go straight to heaven. I have received Christ as my Savior. I know heaven as my home. And I'd like to raise my hand a testimony of the fact that I know I'm saved. Would you slip your hand up? Hold it up there just for a moment. And then slip it down. Thank you. you may put your hands down. How many say this morning, Pastor? Marco, if something happened and I died today, I don't know for sure I'd go to heaven. I know I don't want to go to hell, but I don't know for sure that I'd go to heaven. Brother Marco, would you pray for me that by grace and faith, I would receive God's gift of heaven for free? Brother Marco, would you please pray for me? If you slip your hand up, hold it up there just for a moment, then I might pray with you. God bless you and God bless you. Anyone else? Father, you've seen the hands of your people and you know our hearts and our lives. In just a few moments, we're going to have an invitation time, a time where your people can leave their seats and come and pray and talk to you. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you'd have your way in our hearts and our lives as we do that. And then, Lord, if there's someone here today, then some have raised their hand, don't know for sure if they died right now, they'd go straight to heaven. I ask that today would be the day that they had received you as Savior and heaven would become their home forever because by grace and faith, you gave them that free gift of heaven. Please have your way during our invitation time. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet right now, if you would, please. The altar is open. God is open.
much, yet the first time I ever saw him handle a gun, he looked right down the barrel of a loaded weapon. Turned it right around and looked at it. That is not a wise way to behave.